Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم والحمد لله رب العالمين حمد الشاكرين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته dear brothers and sisters wherever you are uh, tonight we will talk about a very important issue in the uh, in this month of Ramadan. Uh, we know the virtues of Ramadan are abundant. We have talked about them in uh, at the beginning of this month. Alhamdulillah, we talked about how this uh, the siyam Allah Azza wa Jal uh, enabled it. Uh, 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 he had made it incumbent upon us. For one and uh, for one reason, so we, we may acquire uh, taqwa, uh, and we talked about this siyam as being one of the pillars upon which the entire Islam is built in the same manner as salah, zakah, and hajj are. And we talked about the fact that uh, Ramadan is the month in which the Quran was revealed, uh, and this Quran that. Uh, provides guidance for all mankind and the guidance, the detailed guidance for Muslims on how to live by Islam in their life in order to worship Allah Azza wa Jal in the best manner Allah Azza wa Jal accepts. Uh, today or tonight we will talk about this other aspect of Ramadan uh, which we call it Ramadan the month of victories. Uh, the month in which Allah Azza wa Jal enabled the Muslims to achieve uh, greatest victories which happen to be some turning points in the history of Islam uh, and some of these events that took place in Ramadan uh, was the battle of Badr of course which is the greatest battle in the battle in the history of Islam and the rise of Islam uh, the conquest of Mecca uh, also happened in, in Ramadan and that's also a turning point the first one, Al-Badr, Allah Azza wa Jal called it Al-Furqan. Al-Furqan is the splitter, the one that splits between the Haqq and the Batal, between the truth and the falsehood, between the Islam that was uh, on the run, if you will, and now Islam on the rise. That was uh, a very turning point. Fatah Makkah, the conquest of Mecca, was a turning point in the sense that uh, the the Arabian Peninsula had become under the conquest of Islam, under the, uh, uh, if you will, under the dominance of Islam and Mecca, which uh, really expelled, almost expelled Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and fought the Dawah by all the means it had. Now it's under the uh, banner of Islam, and Allah Azza wa Jal termed that Al-Fatih, إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ This was also in Ramadan, on the 10th day of Ramadan, just like today that we have fasted the 10th day of Ramadan. Also, uh, the battle of Qadisiyah was also a turning point when the, the Muslims were able to win uh, a decisive war against the Persian Empire, one of the greatest empires of the time, which was uh, 
in many times in, in so many times it was superior to the Romans so the Battle of Qadisiyah was uh, a turning point in the history of the spread of the dominance of Islam then there was the uh, conquest of Al-Andalus when the Tariq bin Ziyad uh, was able to conquer Andalus and to move into Spain uh, and that was on the 20th of Ramadan 92nd year in the Hijrah in the, from the Hijri calendar and that was again a turning point when the Muslims were started spreading westward rather than just to the east of the uh, uh, Arabian Peninsula uh, and that was an attempt to conquer Europe and to come all the way to Rome and Constantinople, Constantinople from, from the west and then there was another battle which happened in Ramadan it is called Balat al-Shuhada uh, uh, which is uh, in about 20 kilometers away from France it was in Ramadan it was a battle although it was not uh, completely victorious but, but it showed how serious the Muslims were in spreading Islam and bring, bringing the dominance of Islam to the entire uh, universe uh, another battle which was again decisive in the uh, towards the uh, the conquest of the uh, eastern part of the Byzantine uh, Empire which is the other part of the Roman Empire uh, the eastern one which was in the battle of Amuria which was led by Al-Mu'tasim on the 7th of Ramadan the 223rd year in Hijri um, that was again uh, one of the decisive battles again in Ramadan it shows that Muslims have had great victories in the month uh, of Ramadan then there is yet another battle which is called Ain Jalut uh, uh, or before Ain Jalut Hattin this was the battle between the uh, Muslims led by Salah al-Din and the Crusaders uh, which was in the neighborhood of Jerusalem Al-Quds uh, which is awaiting yet another Hattin today uh, just like the one that was uh, uh, led by Salah uh, al it was on the 26th of Ramadan and it was a very decisive battle which had turned the uh, the history uh, to had corrected its path where the, for some time the crusaders coming from Europe were able to conquer very large part of the Muslim world and then when the Mughals uh, uh, Mughals uh, missions came and destroyed very large civilization uh, or at least the outcomes of a civilization but not the, the civilization itself uh, and they were uh, enjoying a, a free ride almost from Baghdad to Syria to Anadolia and then when they were moving towards Egypt there comes the Al-Mudaffar uh, Qutuz uh, the, one of the greatest leaders in Islam and his uh, assistant uh, Babers and they met on the 25th of Ramadan in the Battle of Ain Jalut and it was decisive and put history back on its correct course where Islam now rising one more time so so those were just events that happened in Ramadan so Ramadan is not a month of fasting it's not a, a month of hardship it's a month in which Muslims uh, uh, utilizes the greatest energy generated by this siyam, by this worship to Allah Azzawajal, by being very close to Allah Azzawajal, they draw from this power of Ramadan, the power of siyam, the power of worship, the power of the aqeedah that drives them to fast uh, uh, during this month, uh, so that they can achieve 
the greatest objectives or greatest things in their life now let me go in details on the specifically on the battle of Badr which was the first uh, physical uh, battle or war that was uh, launched between Muslims and the non-Muslims uh, after uh, 13 years of ideological political struggle in Mecca and one year in Medina which the society was uh, rising and a new state was born and it was a turning point between the the era where Muslims were supposed to use only their ideas, their minds, their tongues uh, to, to propagate Islam and to convince the people around them that Islam is uh, the deen that has to be followed, that the aqidah of Islam is the correct one and the oneness of Allah Azza wa Jal is a fact and should be a fact and no one should be worshipped than, uh, other than Allah Azza wa Jal. It was uh, and, uh, and the, the only one who is who has sovereignty over the people has to be the rules that come from Allah Azza wa Jal. This has been established firmly throughout 1300 years of uh, 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 mental struggle and psychological warfare between Muslims and the non-Muslims, between the shirk, the uh, uh, associating other than Allah Azza wa Jal, gods other than Allah Azza wa Jal, and between the ones who declare that only Allah can be and must be a god and a rabb and a king and a, a superior uh, now now the fact that muslims already now have a state have an entity that can bear responsibility upon the behavior and the acts of the muslims uh, a state that can run a society a state that has its own identity now identified by a state ruled by muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam according to the revelation in the quran and in the sunnah as Allah Azza wa Jal indicated time and time again, Inna anzalna ilayka al kitab bil haq, litahkuma bayna nas. We have revealed this book for you not to keep. All the people, litahkuma bayna nas. Now is the time to bring this uh, society of Islam to complete all of its functions. Now one more functions to be added is the function that today we can have physical weapons. Today we can enter wars, we can uh, be uh, uh, go into battles with the non-Muslims. So this was the battle of Badr. Now the way Allah, is, and, and of course this happened on the 17th of Ramadan, which is coming very soon, and it's very important to understand the dynamics of that. One of those dynamics that came in Badr, that we know the story that the Prophet وسلم, sent out uh, uh, a mission to intercept uh, a caravan of traders from Mecca, from Quraysh coming back from uh, Syria, from Sham, what's called Sham, to uh, Mecca, and of course their path comes close to Medina al-Murawwara where the Prophet وسلم, now has his power and his states, and the Muslims, they were ready to intercept that caravan, which has all types of uh, foods and goodies and things brought from uh, from Sham, uh, thinking and knowing that this is what Kuffar of Mecca and the Quraysh, when they confiscated the money and the wealth of the Muslims who migrated to Medina, now it's time to uh, pay back. So the Quran depicts this very event 
and uh, 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 brings the inner emotions of the Muslims at that time when he says وَإِذْ يَعِدُكُمُ اللَّهُ إِحْدَى الطَّائِفَتَيْنِ Allah had promised you that one of two targets is going to be yours you are going to get and achieve one objectives of two different objectives one of them one of them is غَيْرَ ذَاتِ الشَّوْكَةِ the one that does not have a fight that the one that you don't have to exert physical power to get it and this is actually to be able to confiscate the money and the wealth from the caravan that's one and the other one which is a war that you would enter with the kuffar of Mecca and of course most likely you will be uh, victorious now that's the promise of Allah Azza wa Jal here Allah says I know that internally deep inside your emotions you wished that you would attain that caravan and confiscate its wealth without having to fight Allah says Allah is promising you one of two things but you deep inside you are you are preferring no one had heard them saying that it's it is the, the, the internal emotions of these uh, people, those who have been evicted out of their homes from Mecca, those have, who have lost their wealth when they migrated to Mecca, those who have suffered a great deal from the people of Quraysh, now they, they, they want to get to gain back at least part of what has been lost. Deep inside, they say, we wish that we can get the caravan and we don't have to fight because the caravan was not even protected by an army. It was just a bunch of camels with some couple of guards and it was easy to take it. But then Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, ah, that's what you think. That's what you want. That's how you feel. And you are right. It's okay. Allah Azza wa Jal is not condemning them for that thought. He says, this is what your preference. But let me tell you, Allah Azza wa Jal is saying, what is it that I want? وَيُرِيدُ Allah. Allah wants. What does Allah want? Allah يريد أن يحق الحق بكلماته ويقطع دابر الكافرين. Allah wants the truth to be established, the facts to be uh, uh, grounded on the ground, so that no one can miss the facts anymore. And يقطع دابر الكافرين and يقطع دابر الكافرين means Allah Azza wa Jal wants to, to put a, a limit when you say دابر دابر means is the, is the end so that the end uh, of the uh, one of the ends of the kuffar of those who stopped the try to stop the da'wah right from the very beginning Allah Azza wa Jal wants to cut it off يقطع means cut it off so they, they no longer have a, a free ride in the uh, uh, in the Arabian Peninsula trying to uh, toss around Muslims and Islam and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is what Allah Azza wa Jal wants. So that the haqq will be established. So the battle, the falsehood can be terminated, can be absolutely nullified. Once and for all. The criminals who are the criminals who, who dislike that? The criminals are the ones who don't want the haqq to, to prevail. These are the criminals. 
the criminals is not one person like in America who kneeled on the on the on the, on the neck of George Floyd. That's not the only criminal. The criminal is the entire society that approves of that that allows this environment where people can be can be confiscated, they can be suffocated, they can be persecuted, the, the, the haq uh, is prevented, the haq is not allowed to prevail, uh, you stop, you, you, you label the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with a fitna maker, you label him with all types of names, you label Muslims with terrorism, with terrorists, that what Allah wants to put an end to. It's not that he wants you to be to gain some of the things that you lost. You will you will gain. You will gain. The, 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 the sphere of Islam is going to be huge, enormous. But that's not the point. The point here, Allah Azza wa Jal, He wanted from that battle of Badr, He wanted the truth to be firmly established and strengthened once and for all. And Al Batil the falsehood, anything but Islam, then a shirk. And today it is capitalism, democracy, nationalism, socialism, uh, secularism, civil state, all of these battle. Allah wants it to be terminated. There has to be an end to this battle. And the haqq has to prevail. So it's not an issue of money. We are losing lots of money today let me put this in perspective today the muslims are losing a huge amount of wealth the oil the gas the minerals the gold mines in africa the oil in uh, arabia and in the gulf and indonesia and the the, the 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 very precious metals in many places in the muslim world we are losing them we are losing trillions of dollars on a, on, on a yearly basis but bringing islam back is not only about this issue, although it's important, it will come. But what is important is to establish the haq that Islam is haq. Islam is not battle. Islam is not terror. Islam is not in violation of, of human's interest. Islam is in favor of the human as Allah Azza wa Jal created him. Islam wants to raise the dignity of a human we have made Bani Adam dignified their dignity is approved by Allah not by America or Britain or France or, or, or Russia or China or uh, Germany or Italy or this or that it's the dignity of a human is protected and granted by Allah it's elevated to the its highest status but today it's being violated and the one that brings that dignity back is Islam. So this is the haqq that has to be established. And then, of course, the detailed rights are going to be gained back. So this was established in Ramadan. And Allah chose this month of Ramadan, which He chose it for the revelation of the Quran. And He chose it for the revelation of the establishment of the truth of the Islam and the Quran in this month of Ramadan. So this month of Ramadan is very dear to us. Once, one time for the Quran itself, which was revealed in it. And second is for the Furqan, for the Furqan, which is the tafriq, the, the, the split between haqq and batil, between truth and falsehood, as, is, as, as stated in this ayah in Surah Al-Anfal, which is related to the so to, 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 to the battle of Badr which happened in Ramadan.
ولو كره المجرمون even those criminals in the white house or 10 downing street or kremlin or all of these Uh, uh, capital cities of the Muslim world, even those criminals who sit there, they dislike that and they fight it and they don't want it to happen, but Allah Azza wa will make it happen. Now, this is one. I want to mention another side here, very important side, which is, uh, uh, which is brought under focus in this battle of better. In Surah Al-Anfal, Allah starts this whole episode about Badr with this ayah, كَمَا أَخْرَجَكَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَيْتِكَ بِالْحَقِّ Allah allowed you to move out of your house. And this was the issue of haqq, the issue of truth. This is the reality of the matter of Islam. Allah drove you out of your home in Medina. Going where? Going to the battlefront now, not to the caravan. There is a group of mu'mineen, of believers, Muslims. Somehow they didn't like that because they were hoping that they will go and grab few camels here and there and come back home with, with goodies. But nevertheless, the event took place. And Allah says, you've... You, you moved out of your home. Allah made it such that you get out and you come to the war front. So the Prophet ﷺ is out there and he's making the move. He's going to the front. He's going to the front. A front where their two armies are going to meet. And uh, Allah also described that the Prophet ﷺ was lining the troops. He was lining, telling the, the, the Muslims, you stand here, you stand there, you have, you wait on this mountain, you wait on, you, 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 these are the ones who are going to ride a horse, these are the ones who are going to fight walking or uh, uh, on the ground. So the, the, the Prophet ﷺ was lining up the, the, the troops. And after he has done that, after he has done all the due diligence, he moved out of his home, he uh, recruited all the, the uh, army officers and fighters, he lined up the forces, and he uh, discussed the positioning of the army with, the, uh, uh, with one of the uh, Sahaba telling the Prophet وسلم, you should not position yourself at this place, you should go to another place, which is a place where you can protect or prevent the army, the enemies from approaching the the uh, uh, the uh, well, if you will, or the river of Badr, where the water was plenty, so that you deprive the army from, uh, from the water. Uh, and then the Prophet ﷺ take the decision and move the troops, and so on. There, there are lots of details. That happened, and you can read them in the history in the seerah that lines up. But that's not the issue. The issue is after all of this is done, after creating the front, after lining up the troops, after getting ready with all the power you have, then you stand up, the Prophet 
to call upon Allah Azza wa Jal and this is the ayah number 9 which says إِذْ تَسْتَغِيثُونَ رَبَّكُمْ تستغيثون تستغيث means this is the out the 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 the, uh, the most powerful outcry for uh, dua so you're really calling this dua raising your hands in fact abu bakr radiyallahu an was describing the situation the prophet was raising his hands like this all the way up and his uh, shirt or his dress was falling down and abu bakr kept bringing this uh, clothes to cover the arms or the underarms of the Prophet وسلم, and telling the Prophet بعض مناجاتك ربك يا محمد بعض مناجاتك take it easy Allah will give you victory Allah will not let you down and the Prophet was calling and saying oh Allah إن تهلك هذه العصابة فلن تعبد بعد في الأرض بعد اليوم if this عصابة عصابة means this group of devout believers who came here to the war front they are coming with all their hearts their nafs their money their wealth all of it is ready to be sacrificed for the sake of the dawah if they get uh, uh, eliminated then that would be the end of dawah انتهلك هذه الإصابة فلن تعبد في الأرض بعد اليوم إذ تستغيثون ربكم الله is describing that تستغيثون ربكم فاستجاب لكم and here in Arabic there is this فا فاستجاب means immediate reply الله عز وجل immediately replied to your call يا محمد and of course the Muslim, the, 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 all the Muslims here is saying تستغيثون as plural all of you of course all the, the, the Sahaba were raising their hands and making dua just like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam but the, we know it was the Prophet who was the most uh, uh, sincere the one who is uh, 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 crying out from the depth of his heart to the, to the plea to Allah Azza wa Jal, I need victory, I need support, please support us, support us, support us, don't let us down, we need your help, oh Allah, and then, and so on. فَاسْتَجَابَلَكُمْ uh, Allah Azza wa Jal immediately replied, and gave you this answer, أَنِّي مُمِدُّكُمْ بِأَلْفٍ مِنَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ مُرْدِفِينَ I am giving you 1,000 malaika to fight on your side. This is a statement from Allah Azza wa Jal. What do I get from here? I get the very important thing which I want to emphasize. Look, you cannot raise your hands today, raise your hands and ask Allah Azza wa Jal to give you victory on the front, on the battlefront of Palestine. Some will say, oh, brother Abu Talha, you say we should not make dua for the, the, the victory there. Uh, the issue is not make dua or not the issue is you have to be in the front you have to create the front you have to be ready to fight you, there has to be a front that you are fighting on there is no front fighting on palestine your governments the rulers have blocked all of these fronts it is blocked and they have made all types of deals with the enemy and there is no front what type of dua you are, dua what getting victory where which victory you are looking for? For Kashmir? Well, the president of Pakistan has blocked that. He had made deals with India and there is no front anymore. What what dua you are made, what victory you are asking for? 
Allah Azza wa Jal Allah. Allah says, I want, Allah an yuhaqqa al-haqq. I want the haqq to be established. I want the truth to be established. I want this battle with the with the Jews in Palestine to end and to end, to put an end, to cut off all of this dilemma uh, uh, with the Jews and, and, and Americans and whoever support them. But be there. Have a front. Have a front. Have some army lined up and you are ready to fight. Well, you cannot do that. Why? The governments have blocked that. They have made deals. Jordan had made deal with Israel. If you say to uh, with the Jewish state, if you say anything that's harmful, you are now an enemy of the state. If you want to, uh, today, today they are persecuting some some shiuch on the on the member for making dua, just making dua, and this dua is meaning is meaningless. The dua is meaningless because there is no front to fight. But still, they are accusing the one who is making dua of being a destabilizer of the foreign relations between Jordan and the, and the Jewish state. The same in Egypt. And tomorrow will be the same in the Emirates who made the deal with the Jewish state. And tomorrow it will be the same with Pakistan and India when this whole deal is, is made and, and, and so on. So all of these fronts, even, even the front, the front of even the economy, that's another front when you make the dua for elimination of the poverty look to eliminate poverty you have to stop the cause of poverty you have to be in line in ideological and then warfare if you will with the systems economic systems that cause poverty uh, poverty and breed poor people but you are not there you are not as a muslim ummah not the entire but at least there is majority, you are not in the midst of the struggle with those capitalist democratic systems that breed poors and generate poverty. You have to be there. You have to struggle. You have to push forward by all means on all ideological, uh, uh, mental, psychological warfare as was done by the Sahaba uh, of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when they made the rise of Islam the first time you have to be there and then you make istighatha then when you raise your hands for Nasr, for victory Oh Allah, provide us victory on those uh, 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 moguls of capitalism those who suck the blood and the wealth of people provide us victory victory where? give me a front Get out from your home to the street, to the media, to the society where you can make a difference. Get out from your home, get out from your comfort zone and move to the front. Line up the, 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 your troops, your, your people. Not necessarily in physical, but it, the physical is going to come. When it comes, you have to be there. And you have, but you have to prepare the environment in which your troops can be lined up in the economic front, in the financial front, in the social front, in the physical warfare front. This is very important. And that here, when Allah when He says, "You are calling your Rabb so 
Hi, so loud. Tastarid, so loud, so desperately. You are showing your desperate needs to Allah Azza wa Jal. He replies, Allah replies, Allah wants in these two ayahs, one says, Yurid Allah. Allah makes his irad. Allah wants to do that. He wants to do it. Give me a reason. Give me a reason. I want to do it. I want to establish the haq. I want to cut off the battle altogether. I want to cut off this myth, this mess of capitalism, the mess of United Nations, mess of Security Council, the mess of America, the mess of world order, the mess of all this garbage in this world. I want to cut it off. All types of kafirin. But give me a reason. Make this istighatha, but once you get out of your comfort zone, كَمَا أَخْرَجَكَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَيْتِكَ بِالْحَقِّ Allah has driven you out of your home. Home is the comfort zone. The place where you sit with your wife, with your children, you enjoy your uh, biryani, you enjoy your stuff. That's the, the comfort zone. Get out! Just like the Prophet ﷺ moved out, the Prophet ﷺ in Mecca, in Mecca, when he received the revelation, يَا أَيُّهَا الْمُدَّثِّرُ Confander, oh, you who is, who is being covered by your clothing, by your blanket. Get out, get up, get up. He came to, to Khadija radiallahu anhu. He said, Take off my bed, put it aside. The time to sleep is over, oh, my dear Khadija. And that's how he made it. That's how Badr was made. And then, One more thing in this. Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, I give you 1,000 of angels successively. We will win this war. We will win it. Allah decides to win it. And you deserve. Muslims at the time deserve it. Okay? Now, you will have comfort in your hearts. But then, but then, never think, never think that this victory, this victory is made by the angels who made a difference. And Nasr, the decision for Nasr, decision for victory, decision to say this A troop, this group is be to be victorious. This decision from Allah alone. And the rest are details. وَمَنْ نَصْرُ إِلَّا مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ Never think النصر is from Malaika or النصر is from making the troops, the other troops uh, being scared. Allah Azza wa Jal indicated سَأَقْلِفُ سَأُلْقِي فِي قُلُوبِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُ الرَّعْبِ I will inflict horror and terror in the hearts or fear, not terror, fear in the hearts of the, of, the, of the kuffar fighters. That fear is a tool. That using the sword by, America, it's a, by the malaika, the angels, is a tool. But the, the decision for Nasr is from Allah Azza wa Jal. The decision to have a victory. And the rest is, these are the tools that Allah Azza wa Jal uses and he says in another place, وَمَا يَعْلَمُ جُنُودَ رَبِّكَ إِلَّا هُوَ Nobody knows 
the soldiers of Allah Azza wa Jal but him he has many he can use the coronavirus as a soldier he can use the gravity of the earth and the and the sun as a, as a, as a soldier of his he can use the winds as he did in the battle of Khandaq as a tool for uh, for him he can use all types of tools these are just tools that Allah Azza wa Jal enables in one place and enables other tools in another place but the decision of victory and nasr is from Allah Azza wa Jal this is a matter of aqeedah this is a matter of faith it's a matter of iman Allah in the midst of all of this climate climate about victory he says remember and nasr is from Allah Azza wa Jal that's very important now having said all of that all of this then Allah make some conclusions for us not for the Sahaba only at the time but for all of us then he says ya amanu. now he is pointing the address making the address for us for all because we believe or at least we we claim that we believe and we hope and we pray to Allah to make us with the real believers ya amanu. Istajibu lillahi reply to the call of Allah and his messenger be there to answer the call whenever he call upon you Allah and his messenger he calls upon you for that that gives you life and this comes at the as an outcome of this battle of Badr which was in Ramadan and the battle of Badr was a war was jihad was standing up for the haq and here Allah says whenever Allah makes you or calls you or wants you to stand up and come for this haq the one that gives you life be there to reply and if you don't then your life is gone this is what your life is about look this Muslim Ummah has been sleeping and this sleeping is just like death death is not necessarily to bury someone in grave but to bury an Ummah in backwardness that is death to bury an Ummah in weakness that's death to bury and to keep an Ummah following the footsteps of their masters who are their enemies that's death for this ummah not to be able to respond to the threat of a jewish state to destroy the the nuclear facilities in iran without having someone to stop it that is death for the hindus to destroy masajid and to persecute Muslims and the Igors in China and no one can stop them or the Muslims in Myanmar or the Muslims in Syria or the Muslims in Libya or the Muslims in Yemen and then all we do is to make dua and cry and shed tears that is death and Allah says look you want to be alive you want to get your life back Allah is calling you to bring life back to you istajibu lillahi istajibu lillah 
When the Rasul enters messenger, whenever he calls you to do whatever gives you life, do it. Respond. And what is it that Allah Azza wa Jal and the Rasul are calling you? We said it earlier that Allah wants to stop to bring this haqq uh, with power and to eliminate the, the, the falsehood. Allah wants that to happen. You want things to be the easy way, it's not going to be the easy way. Don't have wishy-washy thoughts, wishy-washy thoughts. Or we wish that we bring all our wealth back from the banks of America to, to, the, uh, to the hands of the Muslims, especially the oil money and the gas money and all of this mineral money. We wish, but that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We wish that we can advance and become one of the leading in the world in technology. We wish, we love to wish. It's not going to happen. It will not happen. You have to do exactly what the Prophet ﷺ, get out of your comfort zone, get out from your home, build Islam, build the system of Islam, build the state of Islam, prepare your armies, prepare your tools. No matter how weak you are or how few, Allah will provide you with victory then, but you, he will not provide you victory when you are only calling up, raising your hands without going into the front. استجيبوا لله وللرسول إذا دعاكم لما يحيكم that's very important. Another thing Allah brings to the table. Allah does not bring this huge event of better and victory and then let it go just like that without exploiting all the potentials of this victory. And that's why Allah makes this surah and unfell most of it talking about that event. Remember, huh? now you have victory. You won against Quraysh. 300 people won against 1,000 fighters. Small army. I gave you victory. I supported you with angels. I made it all happen. And now you feel hofty. You feel big. Oh, we've done it. We were able to kill Abu Jahl, the, the, the biggest tyrants. At the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, synonym to Pharaoh of Musa. We were able to eliminate this biggest tyrant. And later on, Al-Walid, few months uh, uh, died out. And Abu Lahab, when, when he, he heard the news, his head could not take it. And he exploded out of his, uh, uh, out of his uh, jealousy and, and fear. You've done that. Now, remember... Allah says, remember that there was a time when you were weak and oppressed. Remember that. You were so few. You were so overpowered. Overpowered. You were even scared that people will take you, will snap you out of this, your locations, your homes, take you away, kidnap you, persecute you, throw you in jail, deprive you out of work, evict you out of your lands. 
send you out in exile. Remember that. But then, Allah gave you a place, a safe haven to retreat to, which is Medina. And when it comes to war, he gave you victory. And you have just seen it in Badr. And he gave you the rizq, abundance of rizq. So you may be thankful. But the issue here is, never forget. Now, let me go back to our situation. We live in that situation that Allah is talking about. Mustadafin. The people who carry the dawah and they want to call for Islam and to bring Islam back to existence and to stand up to the false to, to the falsehood of capitalism and democracy and secularism and civil state and socialism and blah 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 all of these isms. You are overpowered. You are not sure whether you can continue your work and your job tomorrow or not. You could be evicted. You are not sure that you can come back to your family. If you go, go outside because you could be kidnapped out of the street. This is happening. It happens in the place I am living in right now. It happens on a daily basis. It happens in Egypt. It happens in Syria. It happens for our brother Naveed. But in Pakistan, it did happen. They took him out. They kidnapped him. They snatched him out. Nobody knows where he is. Mustadafin. But tomorrow, the victory will come. And the support to build a state and the society will come. Never forget that once you were an oppressed nation, don't become hofty. Don't become hofty. Don't forget that you made all of these sacrifices to bring justice to the world according to Islam. You are not coming to oppress the people anymore. You are not come to practice, to practice superiority upon nations and upon people. Be humble. Be humble to Allah Azza wa Jal who gave you the victory. Remember that without Allah Azza wa Jal you could not have made it. And without Him you may not be able to survive and to continue. That's a lesson you take from there and the Sahaba of the Prophet وسلم, did learn the lesson and it was proven when the Prophet وسلم, passed away how Abu Bakr came up to the task with all humbleness with all confidence that it is Allah who brought this fear of Islam to where it is and it was repeated by Umar and by Uthman radiallahu and by Ali radiallahu and later when some of the Muslims especially those who were in power they tended or they tempted to forget how did it happen that Islam was so big so powerful at that time that is when the decline started taking place and as today the inability to revive one more time is because many of us they are not coming to the first ayah that Allah Azza wa Jal brought in the surah كَمَا أَخْرَجَكَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَيْتِكَ بِالْحَقِّ 
get out from your from your comfort zone from the safe haven or a place where I'm not going to get engaged in any struggle with this big machine of kufr because it's beyond my ability it's beyond my capabilities we won't be able to stand up for America or their agents or Russia or their puppets or Britain or their machines or, or tools if we continue to do that and to argue يُجَادِلُونَكَ فِي الْحَقِّ بَعْدَمَا تَبَيَّنْ كَأَنَّمَا يُسَاقُونَ إِلَى الْمَوْتِ وَهُمْ يَنْظُرُونَ If we continue to argue about the haqq and how the haqq will be established, we will not make it. We hope and pray to Allah Azza wa Jal that we will make it, that we will stand up for the haqq as Allah Azza wa Jal wanted. يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ أَيُّ حَقَّ الْحَقَّ بِكَلِمَاتِهِ We want to stand on the side of the haqq. We want to come out of our homes to raise this da'wah. We want to recreate Badr and Hattin and Anjalut and Fatah Mecca and Al-Andalus and Al-Qadisiyya and all of these and Amuria. We want to, re to recreate them in Ramadan. We want Ramadan to come back month of victory. We don't want Ramadan to remain as only the month of fasting and Taraweeh, although it should. Uh, it, uh, it should have those we have to bring and to work hard so that we achieve one more victory one more establishment of the haqq one more of termination of the battle in the month of Ramadan we pray to Allah to enable us to be on the front where the victory can descend upon us. May Allah Azza wa Jal bring victory to us in this month of Ramadan and the Ramadans to come. Inna Allaha Azizun Dhuntiqam. We rely on the Allah's utmost dignity and power so that uh, uh, this Islam one more time will be the light of the world and the haqq that will be followed. Jazakumullahu khair. I will stop right here in case there are any questions. We can take these questions, inshallah. Question by Brother Abu Rushd. How was Ramadan of the Prophet وسلم, and his Sahaba in Mecca? Uh, uh, brother, uh, let me say that the uh, Ramadan was always a month, uh, as a month of Ramadan, and uh, uh, because it's one of the 12 months, but the Siyam, the fasting in Ramadan, the meaning of Ramadan as a month, as the, this month that has unique character, was only established in Medina. So the, uh, the, uh, this obligation of Psalm of Ramadan was not uh, in Mecca. So the uh, life of the Prophet and the Sahaba in Mecca was uh, the same for all months. Uh, there was no specific uh, meaning or significance given to the month of Ramadan. 
and even when we talk in uh, uh, two surahs from now when we start about the tafsir there is surah al-qadr which was revealed in mecca remember that even when it says inna anzalnahu fi laylat al-qadr did not mention in that surah that this was part of ramadan it was later in medina where this night of power was associated with ramadan but until uh, until then it was uh, the meaning of uh, of a night of power without giving it a notation for uh, the month of ramadan so the issue here is the month of ramadan uh, was uh, in mecca did not have any uh, difference uh, between uh, Ramadan and Rajab and Shawwal for, and for the Muslims it was all the months uh, the same okay Jazakumullahu khairan uh, and thank you for uh, uh, listening uh, may Allah Azza wa Jal uh, accept our uh, prayers and uh, fasting in this month may Allah Azza wa Jal enable us to carry our deeds for the da'wah for bringing the haqq of Islam uh, where it should be to the highest uh, position that Allah Azza wa Jal would want it. Uh, we pray to Allah Azza wa Jal to uh, enable us to be always on the uh, on the front where we would deserve a victory from Allah Azza wa Jal and we pray to Allah Azza wa Jal to enable us to be one of those, some of those who will work hard to bring back the Khilafah of Islam on the footsteps of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam to the to the world at large and to enable the state to be uh, as powerful as it was after the battle of Badr and to and to bring this security for uh, uh, for all of us and for the entire world as was uh, promised by Allah azza wa jal in surah an-nur wa'adallahu alladhina amanu minkum wa'amilu salihat ليستخلفنهم في الأرض كما استخلف الذين من قبلهم ولا يمكنن لهم دينهم الذي ارتضى لهم ولا يبدلنهم من بعد أمنهم من بعد خوفهم أمنا and you will replace their fear with security يعبدونني لا يفرقون بي شيئا and we pray to Allah عز وجل to make us worship Allah عز وجل as he should by implementing all his rules and أحكام to us in the manner that Allah is satisfied with and that is the uh, responsibility upon us given the promise of Allah Allah makes on his own his promise what he will do about istikhlaf, about tamkeen, about amin and on our side is to worship Allah the way it should be and jazakumullahu khair assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh thank you for listening to this podcast podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.